What if there was one thing that could help reduce burnout? The one elixir magic cure that really could change your life. Burnout and stress-related health conditions and career sabotage can be rooted down to one factor. And if we could work on changing that one factor, would you be willing to do it? For yourself and for everyone who is dependent on you being an emotionally healthy person in your leadership, in your family, in your relationships, and in your community. You're not here just for yourself. You're here for a much larger purpose. But if you don't take care of yourself, these factors will burn you out. And now let's jump into the episode because I wanna share with you real practical advice that could help prevent your next burnout. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. So burnout is everywhere. Stress is everywhere. Becoming weary and well-doing, that you're doing the right thing. You may not even be doing anything wrong, and yet, man, it's quick and it's easy to get burnt out. So let's dive in. What is the one factor that really burns us out. If you summarize all forms of burnout, generally we can narrow it down to control. Now control is an interesting word because we need self-control. I need to be a good steward of my life, my impulses, my thoughts, what habits and dynamics that I allow to come in and out of me. We're not talking about self-control. We're talking about the illusion of control. Control is the thing that on the outside of us, I am trying to regulate my inner world by controlling the outer world. Generally, that's because we're overcompensating for something. And if we narrow that down, normally that overcompensation is rooted in some form of fear. Fear of inadequacy, fear of being out of control, fear of being blindsided and something bad happening and not knowing how I'm going to handle it. Fear that I'm going to be taken advantage of, or someone's going to um, do or say something that's going to make me feel inadequate and inferior. So I always try to keep control, try to be perfect, try to have the perfect image, try to make sure that I'm living up to everyone's expectations. Many of my clients call it being the dancing bear, that I'm constantly feeling like I'm performing for everyone. And these are the same people that live behind a mask of the false self. Now, let me just say, that's also you and me. Most of us have a false self where we're keeping the illusion of control. We want to make sure how people see us, how they see us perform, what virtues they see come out of us, what relationship dynamics. And generally, those that have high burnout also have a high need to be liked, to be excellent, to perform, and they give themselves very little leeway to just be a normal person. Moreover, they generally have a hard time releasing control in relationships. In that, we have a hard time delegating. We have a hard time empowering, equipping, and truly releasing people into their role. If that's ever been something you've struggled with, whether you realize it's an issue or not, the people around you probably are aware of that, then you're on accident disempowering those who are called to lift up your arms and help you steward that vision. But if you're in a position of leadership here and here and here and here, and you're not equipping your team to come and be empowered to help share that burden, 
that's on you as the leader. You should not at the same time be the CFO, the janitor, the CEO, the vice president, the salesman. That's too much. I mean, unless you're a solopreneur, <laughs> which I understand. But if you're scaling to a larger corporation or a family dynamic and you're doing all the roles and responsibilities, while you may on one side complain because it feels like you're being taken advantage of and it's not fair, on the other side, are you being honest with yourself? Are people even allowed and invited into that without being criticized, micromanaged, told how it wasn't right, and how now you're going to swoop in and fix it and do it right? That's a very disempowering way to lead. And so people will say, why bother? I'm not even going to try. If I do the dishes and you come behind me and rewash them and redo them, why would I do that? If I, as an employee, send out emails and lead generating and then you come behind me and undo everything I did and just do it more perfectly. You haven't equipped me. You haven't trained or done anything to increase my skill set. You just made me feel kind of like a waste of space and worthless in my position. Are you aware that your burnout is not your situation's fault? It's not people's fault. It's actually a stewardship issue that you may have an issue with struggling to release control. And when we struggle to release control, we need to unpack that and find out why. Is it a fear of my inadequacy, which is shame, and then we create imposter syndrome? And or is it a fear of being betrayed, let down, disappointed by others? And so the fear causes me to not truly trust and release control to others. Both postures are fear-based. It creates a door of fear that's like having a trap door open in the cellar, and it's allowing this dank breeze, this really bad, funky thing to come inside of your mansion, of the internal world. And there's a darkness, there's a drain, there's a heaviness that's taking a toll at the unconscious level without you even realizing it. And if we want to get ahead of burnout, then we really need to do the deep dive of what's causing my control issues. And yours may be completely different, but your control may be rooted in a form of fear, a fear that it's not going to be done right, a fear that it's not going to represent you well, a fear that nobody understands or gets it and you need to make sure X, Y, Z. All of these are driving you past your own limits and not recognizing the resources that may already be in your life. I have been a solopreneur for a really long time. And in that, I developed some habits of doing everything myself. Any solopreneurs out there, you, you're the founder, you're the, the hustler, and you had to make it happen. You were the janitor as well as the uh, president and CEO. I got you. I feel you. And then there's seasons of scaling and growing your industry, growing your niche and your market demographic that you're now spreading and being recognized as a leader, but are you still running your business as a solopreneur? Are you still running your marriage and your parenting as a solopreneur? Are you still running your life as if you are the only one that can make that answer and figure that out? Or are you inviting God 
to co-labor and co-partner to lead that adventure with you. Be aware of areas where you're still leading your life in the place of control, where your self-sufficiency, that's old habits of the past, it's still kind of breeding that self-reliance and it's burning you out. When we are our own God, which is self-reliance, when I feel like I am the only one who can do it and there is no one else who can do it like me, I have to figure it out. I have to be the point person, the answer person. If there's 10 people in your board meeting and you're the one who feels like you have to have the answer and come up with it, if you're spending more than 30% of the board meeting talking, these are all signals you may not be listening. You may not be allowing others to carry the weight and the burden and responsibility. You are not designed to be an island unto yourself. You're not designed to be a CEO on your own of your life, of your marriage, of your parenting, of your relationships or career trajectory. You're designed to co-labor, to partner with people with a God who loves you and has a vision for your life that is sweet and has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. But sometimes we can know that here and it not get fleshed out in our daily life. So when burnout, and I say when, not if, <laughs> gets to all of us, me included, then I need to do an internal board meeting. I need to do an internal check-in for myself. And figure out what is causing me to maintain control. Where is my soul stepping in, taking control or lordship in that area where I feel like I need to have the answers. I need to figure it out. I need to do this whole to-do list. I have to get all these action items completed by five o'clock. When I'm in that posture, I am exerting all my good chemicals and I'm bottoming out my neurochemistry, which then will cause a fluctuation where I'm going to now strive, 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 and then totally crash. That sets people up for anxiety and depression. And that depression is not biological. That's the result of running myself at a relentless pace and not stewarding the neurochemical need for rest for replenishing, for shared responsibility, for times of taking a nap and coming back to it and trusting that the creative brilliance will come back online after we've pulled back and allowed ourselves a pause. You are so brilliant and so valuable. You are capable of doing an incredible job running the race of life, but you're actually designed with weaknesses so that there's a reliance, there's a trust that is cultivated. When we realize I'm in burnout or I'm getting close to it, then I ask myself, where has my soul stepped in to take control? Where is my soul stepping in and starting to believe a lie that I need to rely on myself? Then I ask the question, hey soul, what's the lie? And what's the situation that made that lie feel true? Now I can get down to the internal framework of where that belief system is coming from and driving that automatic behavior. Basically everything I'm going to say on this channel 
is that your job is to start doing the deep dive so you're aware of what's going on outside of conscious awareness. I work with very high achievers, people who read the books, write the books, who know the things, and yet are the same people that still struggle in the same way, just like the rest of us. That we're all doing the best we can, but we all have automaticity. Automatic hardwiring is running in the background outside of our awareness. And we can do our best and try our best, but we're burning ourselves out because we don't realize I'm taking control instead of staying in a posture of openness, trust, and receiving. Secondly, when we're not in trust, then we're in fear. So if I'm taking control somewhere, then I know probably an unconscious part of me has a fear that needs to be addressed. Otherwise, the door of fear is open and it will impact and drain you. Your cortisol levels will stay elevated for way too long. Your blood pressure will be impacted. Your digestion and weight issues will be impacted because the body thinks it's in a state of stress. And when you're in a state of stress, the soul is amped up. And so the body's responding as if it's an ongoing threat that needs to be addressed. And yet you're trying to sleep at night. So then you wake up groggy, not feeling very awake because there's all this anxiety and stress and worry that your soul is carrying. Cause if I'm not in control, then no one is, if I'm not doing it, no one's going to do it or whatever core belief there might be. And so we want to start recognizing where am I taking control? What is the core belief of fear? And now let's take that thought to court. And that's a metaphor of just starting to walk yourself through what made that lie feel true. And what's a more balanced truth? And as you've heard me probably say before, let's play the movie through. So there's parts of you that know your story front to back. Other parts of your soul are like frozen back in the worst part of the movie of your life. So what you want to do is go back and now visualize playing the movie through that it doesn't just stop at that moment when your parent didn't pick you up or come back. It doesn't stop at the moment where that teacher said or did that thing or that coach made you feel inferior or dumb in front of your peers. Or when you got your first heartbreak and you learned that you couldn't trust others, whatever it might've been for you, play the movie through, not in a condescending, I shouldn't deal with this way, but in like a very humble, inviting way to steward that part of your soul into relationship. Now your soul can rest, it can relax and it can release control. And I picture two bodyguards stepping back and I literally invite my spirit or true self to come forward and to lead. And when your spirit leads, now it's like you're plugged back up to your life source. And when you're in your spirit, you're brave and creative and brilliant. You have innovative ideas. You have a boldness and a bravery to go after it. When you're in your soul, you will play small. You will overcompensate and make others feel small. You will either abdicate or overpower the world around you with very limited self-awareness because the soul has to be in control while your spirit is confident, secure in its identity and your spirit, the true you creates space for others recognizes the strength and talent of others without feeling 
jealous or insecure or possessive, you can welcome and invite them into that place because you know with confidence who you are. Now you can easily delegate. Now you can start looking around at your existing team and see strengths that you can invite them to steward, train, give them the skill set, invite them into that, work with them. And now start delegating, handing that off with accountability and appropriate safeguards, but it's off of your plate. And when you're not in control, now your spirit man gets to be in a place of receiving. Either your soul is in control and it's the bodyguard, it's self-reliance, which is self-idolatry, or your soul steps back and now your true self connected to a life source so much bigger than your own. Now you're full and vibrant and alive and you feel like yourself in that state of right alignment. Now you get to stay in a place of giving and receiving. And it's like this continual waterfall of refreshing. And we will go in and out of alignment. I will go in and out of alignment all day long, right? Different things will cause my little soul to go, whoo. And take control. When I recognize it, now it's more whimsical and easy to catch it and go, okay, soul, I love you. Thank you. Step back. I reject the belief that I can't trust others or that this bad thing happening right now means something. I reject that spirit come forward. And in my heart, you know, my client doesn't need to know my employee or direct report doesn't need to know, but I can just in my heart say, Holy spirit, what do you want to say about that? Holy Spirit, what's your truth in this situation? That way it's draining nothing from my neurochemistry. I'm not racking my brain trying to come up with a solution. I mean, how many CEOs know what it's like to have a thousand people asking you the question, you're the direct report, or I have clients that are like, my, my marriage is going to fall apart. My business isn't going to work. Dr. Crawford, what do I do? There is no way a human being could possibly know all the answers. But what I do on the inside is I just immediately hand over control. It's not mine to know. I don't have to have all the answers. I remove that pressure off of myself unconsciously. And I just take a breath and I'm like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say about that? Hey, what's your wisdom on this? I'd love your guidance on that. Normally, nothing comes in my mind, <laughs> to be completely honest. I'm just sitting there listening, paying attention, empathizing, and then after they've said all the things and they got it off their chest and there's clarity in their eyes, all of a sudden now, as I open my mouth, wisdom pours out strategy, discernment, clarity, forecasting of what's going to happen and how they can triage current situations as well as forecast and navigate future situations. There is no way as a human that we could be prepared and have enough education and acumen to know how to navigate every scenario. But what we can do is release control, reject lies that cause our soul to take over and invite our spirit to lead. And in that place, we are brilliant. We are fun and engaging and inviting others and they feel empowered and wanted and that there's room at the table for their gift, which not only blesses them, but it also takes a lot off of your plate. May you learn to release control, reject fear and pull forward your spirit man. So you live from a healthy and authentic life that then flourishes and creates an ecosystem of health all around you.
What an honor to get to serve you. And we want you to know that Crawford Clinics is here to provide individual, couples, family, adolescent, and child therapy. We also have a new track for adolescents going into emerging into adulthood therapy. And we would love for any of these services to be available to you. We also want you to know about our leadership coaching specific for executives, creatives, and influencers, whether you are today, or you just know there's something in you that you're called to influence in some capacity, we would love to let you know about our coaching services so we can truly invest in you being the best version of yourself as you walk into the fullness of fulfilling your life purpose. Bye guys.